Hello. Nice to see you again. Mm -hmm. Could you put some clothes on? Kevin! Sean! <laughs> this is our first Patreon episode. Whoa, it's, it's it's exciting. It's a whole new venture. We're here. You know, welcome to the Patreon... What do they call it? Hallywags patrons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Hallywag patron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and patrons, we're so uh, humbled by you. We're so thankful that you believe in our vision and that you've come along on this ride with us and unlocked even more content for yourself. More content. Yes. <laughs> All right. And I, th- I thought it'd be fun, Kevin, if since this isn't like a rural episode, this is a rural special episode, if we just start choosing topics to tell our patrons our favorite witches from certain categories. Yes. We're, we're doing bonus things and off-the-wall things. And, yeah, <laughs> we are ready. So due to this being the pilot episode for Charmed, Let's go with favorite trio of witches. Favorite trio of witches, yes. I knew there's mine so right many. Away. Yeah, there's okay. a lot, but there's, there's like, like the trio. What's the what's your trio? Doug trio. Sarah, Mary, <laughs> and Winifred Sanderson. <laughs> I mean, that is the one, really. I mean, <laughs> besides Charmed, you got but Charmed I still count as kind of like a, a foursome. Because they're just they're all good, but yeah, hocus pocus, you can't go wrong. Yeah, actually, it's funny. For a long time, I couldn't watch that movie because my mom and my sister would just constantly play it when I lived at home, and I had to like move out and wait a few years before I was like, hmm, I think I would enjoy a gander at that movie again. And since then, I watch it pretty frequently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess for my trio. There's so many. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably just gonna stick with Disney because I'll do the um, the Fates and Hercules. <laughs> Ooh, because <laughs> uh, you know they're super cool, super funny. They share one eyeball. Like I don't know, I like them. They're goofy and 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 serious, and it's just a mixture of things. And you know, destiny. <laughs> Have you heard the rumblings of a live action Hercules coming? Oh, yes. Yes, I have. I'm still waiting. And, you know, the musical, because they had the Hercules musical in, like, previews and, like, traveling it for a long time. But I'm still waiting for that to, like, go mainstream. Of course, maybe the Broadway closure didn't help. But, <laughs> yeah. So there's a musical and the live-action movie. So lots of things are, are in the works. All right. So now that our patrons have an idea of what witchy trio is our favorite... Shall we take a gander at this uh, favorite? Favorite. <laughs> Good callback. Thank you. You're welcome. I love it. And I know at least one of our patrons listens to a marvelous galaxy of Disney. So winky face to her for knowing what that means. Mm, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we decided, actually Kevin decided that rather than just doing something Wicked This Way Comes, it would be fun to take a look at the unaired pilot, which is basically something Wicked This Way Comes minus uh, Alyssa Milano. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm excited to talk about Because if you get down to the nitty gritty, there are very many differences. But um, yeah, well, I'll talk about that as we go. I'm excited. Yeah, and for those of you like me who don't have a box set that contains the unaired pilot it is something that you can find on youtube i did struggle a little bit because i couldn't find it in its entirety so i had to kind of like piece it together from different videos yeah but with the script and with a lot of searching i did it kevin <laughs> well i'm glad because i do have because i do have the box that you have i, I have i've like eight box sets of it it's fine but uh <laughs> they did have it on the if you have the book of shadows sets that big book of shadow set there's a, a bonus disc that has it on there um and then on the blu-ray the german blu-ray it's on there and hopefully when they do the american blu-ray it will be on there as well so nice yes all right well this unaired pilot uh it was written by constance m bird directed by i've always loved his name bruce seth green <laughs> <laughs> And I couldn't find an air date, Kevin, because it never aired. It's called the unaired pilot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a what a yeah realization. <laughs> yeah, and I think the biggest difference right away that you could see is this is only about thirty minutes, whereas a normal episode is about forty-two minutes. Yes, there's some scenes that are left out of this unaired pilot. Yeah, I have some uh, opinions about that. Hmm. <laughs> at a very nice apartment complex mama Moneybags feeds her cat which we don't know its name yet but it makes you want to kick cat bar real bad <laughs> <laughs> the woman starts lighting candles with her fingertips even though lighters are super cheap she starts to do a spell as a man watches from outside he creeps into her apartment but gasp she recognizes him right before he really sticks it to her the knife that is. <laughs> I love that. Beautiful. You're welcome. I, I decided, patrons, I love you so much. I went through and I wrote the entire scenage for you. I took the time. Wow, that is effort. <laughs> you are you are bringing it. I'm I'm so happy. I'm so proud. This is you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do really love the touch that like she recognizes him. I think it's so small, but it's so big at the same time because yeah. we know right off the bat, like, oh, this is someone who gets close to their victims. Yeah, it's like mm. – and this first episode in particular really gives you that horror movie vibe, uh, that very that eeriness, you know. And, yeah, it's like, what are you doing here? And so, yeah, yeah mm. it's, it's, it's very interesting. It really gets you hooked. It gets that hook in you, that knife in you. Uh, so, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so and that's that scene is exactly the same as the regular one because why would they we need to reshoot that? So <laughs> Right. <laughs> we love Serena. That's mm-hmm. her name. Oh, it is? Like her uh-huh. name in the show? Yep, Serena Fredericks is the character name. Do they say that or you just know that because you're amazing? I just know that. They never say it, but I just know okay. that. <laughs> if you re- if you read the Power of Three book, it's in there. But uh, Oh, that's right. But yeah. <laughs> Okay, scene two. Piper comes in from the rain as Prue is fussing with the chandelier. Immediately, 
Piper is concerned with whether Jeremy, her boyfriend, called or not. Prue is going through their Grams positions since she recently passed away. Piper locks eyes on the old spirit board Prue has uncovered from the basement. Prue says they should send the spirit board to their sister Phoebe since she has always been the spiritual one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, she has no sense of the future. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jeremy calls from the scene of Mama Moneybags. Jeremy hangs... Oh, that's because she has a fancy apartment, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy hangs up as Detective Trudeau pulls up. It is revealed that Moneybags was killed with some sort of ritualistic knife. Athame! Athame! (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. We have uh, Andy here. How do you feel about this Andy? (laughs) Yeah, so we have Andy played by... uh, Chris Boyd. Chris Boyd. Thank you. Um, I just know that because I know that, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's why you're on this show, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, I thought that... Chris Boyd was more attractiver than the Andy that we got. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, he's super sexy, but I do not believe him as a detective. I, I, I feel like this is, this is, I play a detective on TV. This is, I'm a movie star. I'm Lucas Lee from Scott Pilgrim. I'm playing Andy Trudeau today. You know? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I just didn't believe him as the actual character. He just seemed like an actor playing a person a character <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like throughout the episode his acting isn't as good as what is, is it tm king tw king T.W. King. i was close i just had to change the letter upside down yeah. tw king yeah so tw king also a very sexy man but he was a better actor just chris boyd is the better looker yes chris boyd looks super cute he's super hot um i do think tw fits the character better yeah <laughs> All right. And no Daryl. No Daryl in that scene either. Oh, yeah. No Daryl. No witty repertoire. Yes. (laughs) Back at the manor, Prue is still obsessed with the chandelier, like a Power Ranger fan with the Green Ranger. (laughs) Prue mentions they can bring in some extra cash by renting out the room. Piper reveals that Phoebe is coming home from New York and moving back in. Prue no likey. Phoebe, who doesn't look like... Phoebe, who doesn't look like Phoebe, (laughs) enters and confronts Prue. Prue is still mad since her ex, Roger, had told her that Phoebe came on to him. (laughs) So, I mean, lots of things here. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, So what do you want to talk about first? Because I I want to talk about the house a little bit, too. Okay, let's start there. Tell me about Uh, it, Janet. Okay. Uh, Did you notice how the way the manor looks? Does it look different to you? It looked the same. Okay, well, it's actually a little bit different. If you I mean, look at the oh, kitchen, you think of me. The, think of their kitchen. Think of when they walk. She walks into the kitchen. You see that really old stove. You see oh. like the sink. They because they actually film in the actual manor, the actual house. They, this is the this underpad that was filmed in the house. Oh, interesting. So the kitchen in the new one is that a set? Mm-hmm. And once once they finished filming this under pilot, then from the first episode on, they built a set. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, for all the interior shots anyway, the exterior shots were still shot on location in, at the at the house. But this under pilot is the only one they actually shot inside the actual house. So there's a little bit of differences there. It does, they did a pretty good job of uh, recreating the general look of the house, uh, but it's not exactly the same. So the whole set we see in the actual show is just a set. It's never in the actual house. No. 
What? <laughs> yeah. I did not know this. Did I just I just blow your mind? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you ever if you watch the unaired pilot again, just take a look around because there are some different I mean, I've seen so much of the interior of the actual house through videos and tours and things like that. Uh so I know I see the differences right away. Uh, and right now, I believe the kitchen in the house is green. They repainted it green. Um, but in this episode, it was not green. But yeah, right now, they have a green kitchen inside. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's neat. So how do I know if I'm on a set or not right now in my own apartment? Oh, I guess just good faith. You know, whatever, whatever you believe. Faith is from Buffy. <laughs> oh man (laughs) down the rabbit hole we go all right what else you got for me um but yeah now we have you want to talk about Lori rom here because we got other phoebe (laughs) yeah um she doesn't look like one of the sisters (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know how much it looked like before but this, this she seems off she she's i mean maybe it's because not what she's used to but every time i watch her i'm like i just don't like your delivery i don't like your attitude doesn't seem like phoebe to me you don't have the nuance so you know she's saying the lines but they're not always the best delivered and yeah yeah she's fine (laughs) i would say what i got from Lori right away is i feel like she was acting more for like a soap opera than she was for like a sitcom yeah and I think with the character Phoebe, because she's like, how do I say it? Because I'm like her. I've said this before, but she's kind of like the loser of the sisters. Like she's finding her way. She's down and out on her luck right now. So I think it's easy to like either love her or hate her because she's going through it. And something about the way Lori plays her, I think, is more on the hate side just because she... I don't know. She doesn't look like the character that she's playing and something about Alyssa Milano, I think translates better to like, I'm young and I'm down and out right now. Right. I look at Lori Rahm and I see like soccer mom. (laughs) Yeah. So, and like, you know, between her looks and the way she's delivering the lines, it doesn't embody the character of Phoebe at all. And so she's saying these, these lines, but I don't get anything else from her. Yeah. And you're right. She delivers them. So almost like, whereas Alyssa Milano she's like she puts energy behind it and she she puts passion behind it I think I think that's the major difference yeah and she clearly the actress wasn't you know passionate about this or wasn't really I feel like she might have been a little apprehensive about this role because as you can see she quits for a reason I mean I don't know if you know the reason she quits do you want me to tell you I read something should I run it by you to see if it's accurate you can tell me yeah I'll tell you if it's right Okay, I read that she was getting pressure from her church about playing a witch on TV. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, she was. Her church wasn't very approving of playing a witch on TV, so she backed out. And so her, she kind of, yeah, it was her religion that <laughs> cost her this role. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and luckily Aaron Spelling was working with Alyssa Milano on a show I used to watch as a kid. Melrose Maybe it wasn't Place. the most appropriate. Yeah, Melrose Place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and what's and shannon shannon doherty is pretty religious and spiritual too as well so she understood her reasons i remember she's like yeah whatever her reasons were they didn't get into it but she's like you know i respect that whatever she needs to do for her which is fair you know but uh it's not it is, i mean it worked out for us it's unfortunate that her church had to 
have that much influence, but it's also very fortunate for us fans. So <laughs> yeah, it, I I agree with you. Like it sucks that it's taken that seriously because I heard something similar about a Bollywood actor who in the first major like Bollywood movie for that featured a gay couple, he was um, ousted by his family and friends. They didn't even want to talk to him anymore because he just played a gay person. So I think some people just need to learn like the difference between I am only acting like I am this, I'm pretending Mm -hmm. I'm not actually a witch or a gay person. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Phoebe and Piper are messing with the spirit board. They talk about how Piper met Jeremy in the hospital over a bagel. And she handed her, he handed her a napkin with his phone number on it. Oh. As a matter, like, like how romantic. As a matter of fact, it was. His phone number was on it, you know. Uh, <laughs> Phoebe takes control of the board while Piper is in the kitchen. Phoebe yelps, which draws Prue and Piper into the room. Into the room. Uh, she shows them that the board is, in fact, moving on its own. A-T-T-I-C. I was really scared for the sisters at first because I thought the ghost moving the board was a dead phone service person and trying to get them to switch to AT&T. And I was very scared for them. I was like, that is not a fun conversation. (laughs) (laughs) There is a minor but key difference in this scene. Oh, what is it? In the original pilot, in Something Wicked This Way Comes... Piper and Phoebe are eating popcorn while they're playing with the spirit board. And Piper goes to go make more popcorn. And this one, they're drinking wine, which I feel like makes more sense. Because you would go and get more wine. I don't know who's going to be eating popcorn while they're working on a spirit board. Their hands will be all greasy and oily. So the wine is something that women would do. And why someone would leave to go refill their bottle, it makes more sense with this wine thing. I don't know why they didn't keep it <laughs> that's like a pet peeve of mine i hate it when people want to play like my board games when we're eating i'm like no get your greasy paws away from my game <laughs> so thank you that makes sense to me too wine makes more sense yep so i guess it also makes more sense for a soccer mom phoebe to drink wine and for <laughs> actual phoebe to want popcorn though <laughs> yeah, I get, that's true. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer mom, baby, you're funny. <laughs> that's what that's what she for will forever be known as now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Prue and Piper argue over whether it's safe in the house or not. Prue pleads for Piper to stay, especially since it's pouring rain. Piper wants to go stay with Jeremy for the time being. Phoebe decides to go to the attic while the sisters decide to go try to fix the power in the basement. Well, I mean, Piper and Prue. <laughs> oh, what did he say? Oh, yeah. He said sisters, because, yeah. So the one sister does not, but the two sisters do. You know, True. Just, yeah. <laughs> Good catch. <laughs> yes. And this is the first time we get to kind of see Piper's characterization of her, like, not knowing what to do in that moment and just having her own little, like, tantrum and then following Prue. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, are you, are you out of your mind? We are perfectly safe here. Don't say that. In horror movies, the person who says that is always the next to die. Yeah. I know. I just went down a rabbit hole before we started um, recording. Somebody was like, this was the first premonition that Prue's going to die. I'm like, I don't think they were planning it from the first episode. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but people do like to like put that parallel in there. Like, uh, the, I'm sure there's the play. The play, yes. <laughs> the play in there. Draw those lines. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, come to think of it, I wonder if soccer mom Phoebe did stay on 
I wonder if like more people Shooter. would like Piper and Prue and not like Phoebe as much. Yeah, maybe. I mean, prob- probably. I can't. I I can't see anybody like really liking her. I mean, it's possible her character could have grown. You know, we only saw her in this one thirty-minute pilot. It's possible she could have got better, but. I just, I, it's hard to imagine. <laughs> yeah, it, that's the problem. You never know what it would have looked like. Yeah. Alone, Phoebe wrestles with the locked attic door. They haven't been able to open it as long as they've lived there. After battling the door, why don't you open? It, she turns around to come back downstairs and then it opens on its own. The door Opened. I love how Phoebe. De- I love how this delivered that better. But sure. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Phoebe enters the attic and is guided by a tasty, a taste. <laughs> a tasty array. Why well, did that become tasty? <laughs> a tasty of light. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> wonderful. She's like she's like licking the light. And I don't. You know. Whatever. <laughs> is guided by a ray of light to an old trunk that contains an old book. Phoebe does the thing every horror film knows not to do and reads the spell in the book out loud. The chandelier lights up and the sisters in the photo come closer together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you notice anything about this scene? That made me laugh. No. <laughs> There's, this is another minor difference from the original. <laughs> and it, you'll appreciate this because of our last Shadow of the Sphinx episode on Words of the Witches. But she's like, Book of Shadows. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She opens it, it's just Book of Shadows. And to be fair, the page, the actual page, the first page, doesn't say the on it. It just says Book of Shadows in the on the page itself. I noticed but, that, and I did think of Sphinx because of that. Yes, but when, in the first episode, when Alyssa reads it, she goes, The Book of Shadows. So she added the on it. Uh, so it is interesting. <laughs> interesting. Also, the spell that she reads in this is a different page than the spell we see in the regular pilot. It's less detailed. Yeah, it was a, more boringer. Yeah, and there were some words that are different. Yeah, do you want to read the spell and tell us about it? Oh, do you have the spell down here? Yeah. Oh, I think I already know what it is, but let me see. Well, it's... Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Let's try that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, where'd it go? <laughs> okay, it's... Uh, <laughs> Here now, the words of the witches, the secrets we hid in the night, the oldest of gods are invoked. No, sorry. This is where it changes. Because I'm saying the one I know. The oldest of spells are invoked here. The great gift of magic is sought. So spells and gift are different words. It used to be the oldest of gods are invoked here. The great work of ma- work of magic is sought. But they have two different words there. Um, oh, is there more? Oh, that's all she said, huh? Yeah. She didn't say, in this night and in this hour, we call upon the ancient power. Bring your powers to your sisters. We want the power. Give us the power. I don't think, I don't think she said that. I, I don't think so, because I, I had to look up the script to get the spells, and that's how that's all that it was showing there. Yeah, that's right. I don't, she didn't say the end part either, so it was very quick. Do you know, uh, would you know why they changed the words to what they did? Uh, I really don't know. Um, the one the ones they use in the actual pilot are more accurate to the Wiccan read because it is kind of uh, inspired by the Wiccan read and that one and the and the poem it's called the Wiccan something. Uh, it's a poem um, that they took inspiration from and I can't remember what it is now. Okay, but, uh, and that's it's very close to almost identically word for word. Um, 
it's just maybe because you know it's just something that to showcase the underpass because they didn't and they didn't the page is so much less detailed too it's just a very basic page very simple page not very interesting so i don't know just just there to be there i guess <laughs> did you know that your podcast is also called words of the witches <laughs> wow that is something <laughs> i never even thought about <laughs> <laughs> yes so yeah I, I i am really proud of that name you know it was the only one i came up with i was trying to like i was like i remember i asked you i sent you a message i'm like what do you think of this name do you think it's good and i'm like i think i like it <laughs> yeah it's perfect for what your show is because you're literally reading words and it completely references this first spell yeah so thank you <laughs> yeah back in the attic that didn't sound as good as manner. I know. Back in the attic. Piper and Prue walk in on Phoebe, who is on her knees. Typical oh Phoebe. <laughs> that reminds me of In Size Matters when uh, they walk on and Paige on her knees with the with the Gollum Finn man. And she's like, he has no belly button. Oh, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> and Piper's like, oh, my gosh, Paige. What are you doing? <laughs> I like that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Prue looks through the book as Phoebe brings Piper up to speed. Phoebe explains that there are three essentials of magic feeling, timing, and the phase of the moon. Phoebe encourages the sisters to receive their powers at midnight that night as it is a full moon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do like, I really like the essentials because I see. Piper as the timing, Phoebe as the feeling. I couldn't really put anything with Phase of the Moon and Prue though. <laughs> I mean, it's the is a a mystical quality, I suppose. Or I guess phasing, like if you just take that word, like phasing things to her. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, cause it, well, the moon changes, it moves. Oh, look at you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> if we're ever gonna do this now, midnight on a full moon, we have the very best time. This do what this receive our powers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, soccer mom Phoebe. Yes, <laughs> soccer mom Phoebe with her thumb in the air. I got you covered. Eh. <laughs> Ew. Back at the crime scene, it is discovered by Andy that the murderer is hunting and killing witches. Yeah, and these scenes are like super short and just super like, here's information, quick, go back to something else. All of the Andy scenes were very like short and sweet. It's just like, this is all I got to tell you, you know. I wonder if they kind of knew they weren't going to use that actor. Like maybe just a stand in. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Back at the manor, the sisters rush downstairs to see if anything in the house was changed by the spell. They don't notice their picture. A hooded and sinister figure looks on into the house from outside. I wonder who it could be. <laughs> it's a nobody. Yes. Although I don't know if he looks into the house, but he looks at the house. Because he's, he's like on the sidewalk, so I don't know how well he can see into the house. But <laughs> Yeah, well, there's like, like that window right there, so I phrase it as looks into the I guess you're right. It looks at the house. Fine. <laughs> I, I mean it's such a stupid thing to get hung up on but I, don't, I just don't want to talk about the subject anymore kevin okay 
<laughs> like, stop correcting me. <laughs> no, you're not going to get that from me. <laughs> yeah, right. T <laughs> uh, ten. The next day, Phoebe comes outside to do a gardening. What? Oh, to a gardening paper. And this is a really cool uh, thing to note because because they film at the actual manor, you get to see some of that driveway. You get to see back in that side of the house, which you never really get to see. So that's a kind of a new visual. Yeah, um, I like that. We saw the house across the street very clearly. Yes, and you can see the little um, storm cellar, like the little uh, little thing, whatever they're called. You know, the little basement area outside of the house. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're called. I think dungeon, dungeon or something. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to make it, you know. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's on the side of the house. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I like seeing this this view. Mm-hmm. Phoebe has been studying the book and found information on their ancestors, Melinda Warren, who was a witch. Before being burned at the stake, Melinda vowed that each generation of her line will be become well. Each generation will become more powerful culminating in the three sisters who would be the most powerful witches of all time. Wait, there's three Hallowell sisters. Piper is sure that Grams and the mom weren't a witch. So obviously Phoebe is a dumb, dumb doodle head. <laughs> Duty head, sorry. Doodle. <laughs> I think, you remember doodle bears? When you yeah. Doodle, oh my gosh, doodle bears. You could doodle on their head for sure. Wow, that just came to my mind. Weird. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Kevin. <laughs> this was a nice reminder for me because I forgot that this this was part of the original story in something Wicca, right? Yes, yes, that's in there. Okay, I forgot about that. Yep, and she's like, uh, "It's like mom wasn't a witch, and as far as we know, neither was Grams." Yeah, um, <clears throat> but there's something that's interesting about this under part that they cut out of the uh, regular one when Phoebe closes the door after Piper leaves. She's like. I wouldn't be so sure about Grams. And that was a funny line because I like that because it gives you a, a little bit of a clue about who Grams' character was. Um, and I think that was one of the lines that Laurie de- delivered pretty well. Um, and they cut it from the original. That's something I, I would have liked to see in the, the regular show too. Yeah, that is a good line. That shows that they had a clear picture of who Grams was going to be before they actually have her in here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yes. At an auction house of no name, <coughs> Buckland's, Prue is walking <laughs> with Roger, her ex-fiance and boss. Don't fuck where you work, girl. Roger explains that Prue has done an exceptional job being amazing, so obviously she shouldn't do her job anymore. It turns out Roger is taking over her project. Prue sees the writing on the wall and knows this is just Roger being an ass. She storms out and Roger's pen mysteriously mysteriously explodes in his face well <laughs> right before she looks at it daringly and it like daringly. leaps all over him uh, don't hate me <laughs> <laughs> i have to correct something in here okay do it <laughs> it's not bucklands it's not no because she, she she quits this job and then she gets the job at bucklands oh that's right okay look i tried to be a smart ass and it blew up in my face <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah i love yeah, i love this scene go ahead, mm-hmm, go ahead. <laughs> uh, i i just i love roger i love to hate roger um, yeah because he's really like 
of all the people, of all the demons, of all the people, Roger is like the most despicable person ever. Like you, you really hate him, and just seeing him get his comeuppance and seeing like Prue really like you know show him his boss is so rewarding because you hate him so much. <laughs> so. Yeah, and this really sets up Prue's character. The only thing I didn't like as much about it is, like, if she doesn't have her power yet, I didn't see a reason for her to look, like, daringly at his pen. Like, that was just a weird thing. Whereas I liked in the actual episode that she unknowingly, like, strangles him with his tie. That one, well, the regular episode does have this scene and that scene. There's two scenes in the regular one. So they do have this scene and then they have the tie one that, that even goes further on but what's interesting to note i don't know if you remember the very first episode of words of the witches the power of three book is kind of like a cross between this unaired pilot and the uh regular one but uh they do give us some context because she actually gave him that pen as a as a anniversary gift of some kind or an engagement gift i forget what but she gives him that as a pen and he was waving it all around like this cocky asshole with the pen and that's what made her really focus on the pen and made her hate it more because you know it was like the symbol and uh I liked, I liked the book for giving us that context. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. I do remember watching season one for my first time. Like, I could not get it out of my head that Roger had said something happened between him and Phoebe. I thought that was going to be, like, a bigger plot point. So I just, like, put my nails in it. I was like, I want to know more. And then I know. it's nothing. Uh, they do give you a little bit of a insight in Pre-Witched. Uh, in season three, where they talk about like you know, you know, Roger said that you called him yesterday, you know, and so it's like I was looking for you, just trying to be nice to the to the guy, considering he's going to be part of this family soon. So like, yeah, uh, she was calling Roger, trying to find Prue, and then he probably was like being a douche and being gross with her on the phone, and she and he just turned it to be like, oh, she was flirting with me, you know. So oh, yeah, that is something he would do. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm still upset that Prue took his side over Phoebe. I know that is really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hopefully, after this episode, she realizes that yeah, uh, I never have to believe anything he ever says again. <laughs> like, yep, <laughs> like, I like I really side with you, Phoebe. Now I, I I'm starting to understand you more. You know, so it's <laughs> it's good. Back at Quake, Piper is prepping. Perniciously. <laughs> Perniciously. I was just trying to do keywords. <laughs> Perniciously. I never heard that word before. Look at me. I'm, I'm spending my my vocabulary. Maybe it will be a witch word of the day. <laughs> For her chef audition, Chef Moore tries to taste the pasta before Piper can add support. As, as the bite gets closer to... <laughs> As the bite gets closer to his mouth, Piper frantically waves her hands and time freezes. Obviously, the most important thing to do in this moment is add port to the pasta. It's magnifique, magnifique. <laughs> C'est magnifique. No, I can't do it. C'est magnifique. I can't do it now. <laughs> C'est magnifique. He does this thing at the end. Eh. Yeah. Like, uh, like mm, that is very good. Oh, I'm very... Badly French. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> uh, oh, that Chef Moore. I like hearing you try to like stumble through the way I talk and the way I write. As bite gets closer to mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> like I fix it. I fix it in my head <laughs> to make me yeah. say things. But yeah. But yeah, I thought that was funny. Like out of all things to like be worried about, she's like, whoa, why is everything frozen? Fuck, I got to get that port on that pasta. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? Uh, if she actually did that, it would be awful. All he would taste is alcohol. <laughs> and, you know, That's it's what I figured. It. <laughs> yeah, because does alcohol usually like burns off when you're cooking? Uh huh. You have to you have to like put it in there and like let it like really cook in there and simmer into the sauce and yeah, that wouldn't have worked. Okay. So. Thank you for giving me closure on that because that's always bothered me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I work for a spice company. I cook a little bit sometimes. Ooh, so That's you why know. you're so spicy. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> Sizzling. Smoking. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Later, speaking into a thing that resembles a phone but has a cord attached to it in a quarter slot, Piper is trying to speak to Phoebe about what just happened in Quake. Jeremy sneaks up on her as she leaves the payphone. Jeremy knows more than he should about Piper's audition, but no red flags go up. He wants to take her out to celebrate. <laughs> Hot dogs, hamburgers, pizza. <laughs> oh, you're so dirty. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, I, I think I remember when I first watched this, I didn't catch on that it was Jeremy. And now looking back, I'm like, they make it so obvious. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's so, yeah, you know, that whole uh, going back and with insight. Yeah. It makes you read things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 14. Phoebe is out riding her bike, something we can expect her to do a lot throughout the series. <laughs> she has a premonition of two guys on skateboards getting hot by a S. Oh, hit. <laughs> <laughs> Getting hot better. <laughs> getting hot, but an SUV. They're like, they're like sitting on like the, the hood of the car, like sitting on the carburetor or whatever. Like, oh, I'm smoking. Like, uh, uh, yeah, getting hit by an SUV. A second later, it's good. I like to say layer to layer to later. Uh, she sees the SUV and the skateboarders. She cuts them off from getting hit and rams her bike into a car in doing so. The cat from Mama Moneybag's apartment looks on. What was the cat's name again? And why do I want a Kit Kat bar real bad? <laughs> this is fun. I like this. <laughs> so yeah, so, yeah. This is pretty, pretty similar to what we saw in something Wicca. Yes, except a couple differences. No skateboards. No skateboards. They were um, on like... What's the word I'm thinking of? Rollerblades. Rollerblades. I was going to say, like, what's that thing with the wheels? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> rollerblades. There are rollerblades. And in something Wicca, she kind of, like, puts her bike in front of the car, and she, like, lands underneath the wheel. This time, she, like, dives over the car and, like, rolls over. Like, she really smashes into it in this one. A lot heavier than she does in something Wicca. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember in something Wicca, I thought it was laughable that like she ended up in the hospital because the fall wasn't right. that bad. But in this one, I was like, oh, bitch needs to go yeah. to the hospital. <laughs> right. So I don't know what it was. I don't know if the stunt, I don't know if the stunt double didn't want to do it that anymore. <laughs> like, like I did it the first time. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because in the other one, she just like kind of slides and she like just is right in front of the car. So nothing really. She would just got some skid marks in that one. <laughs> yeah. But. 
Well, I guess we'll talk about it in a scene coming up. No, I'm going to ask nope. you now. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in something Wicca, don't they go to the hospital and Phoebe's like in a hospital bed in full-on hospital gown? No. Okay. I thought she was. <laughs> you're thinking of you're thinking of Prue and Dream Sorcerer. Maybe. Because um, that was the first the first time we see somebody like in the actual hospital as a patient. You know, Prue crashes her car and she's in the hospital bed, and they come to with her flowers and stuff, and so. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, they don't actually show. Uh, I mean, and it, they don't actually show Phoebe, but in this one, Phoebe comes out and she's like, "Okay, I'm ready to go." Um, that one that doesn't happen in something wicked either. They just say she's in this room, and then they cut to the, they have the Prue and Andy scene, which is longer. Um, and uh, and then Phoebe just comes home later, so they they don't check her out or anything. You just kind of see the aftermath. Oh, okay, <clears throat> all right. Well, speaking of that scene. Prue runs into Andy at the hospital as a love connection plays in the background. Okay, it doesn't, but it should. Prue and Andy knew each other from when they dated. Andy is at the hospital looking into the murder from the beginning. Mrs. Moneybags. Turns out she was a nurse there. Prue runs into Phoebe, who says they need to talk. Mm, yes. Uh, let's talk. <laughs> so, Yeah. Prue, Andy. Um, yeah, that, this one was a lot shorter, and it didn't make as much sense. I no. like the one in something wicked better. Because, you know, it's like, can I buy you a bad cup of coffee while we wait? You know? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this one's just like, oh, hi, Andy. Nice to see you. Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm staying at my mom, my grandma's again. Bye. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, but Yeah. Uh, Prue and Phoebe go out for drinks, and Phoebe tries to convince her sister that they're magical. Prue bitches about work and picks on Phoebe. At the mention of not having powers, Prue moves Creamer towards her and somehow makes it appear in her coffee. <laughs> bubble, 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 bubble. That's such a cool effect, though. I know it doesn't make sense as to like her powers, but how do you think they did that? I don't know. I still don't know. And it's something that that's that's pretty consistent they did the same thing in the regular episode and it's is super cool i wonder if there was like a capsule like you put in liquid oh maybe yeah yeah i mean like we could like like an ice cube they could have put it like an ice cube and then it melted in the ice cube and bubbled (gasps) that would have been something yeah oh when we start making our sci-fi movies with the falalala people (laughs) we need to remember this (laughs) trick (laughs) oh yes i'm excited to do it put it into action (laughs) riding in a taxi piper tells jeremy about the strange happenings going on they open a fortune cookie together soon you'll be on top that's a naughty fortune of the world oh okay jeremy asks the driver to drop them off somewhere new (laughs) like uh, second thought i have a better place you want to see the sunset off this old abandoned building that i Kind of visit sometimes, yeah. <laughs> As Spider Man's like in the background fighting <laughs> yeah, Joe right. Blow, who killed his uncle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, scene eighteen. Phoebe continues her convo with Prue as they walk down the street. Phoebe explains that bit that that oh, I think it's just that all witches. Okay, or, no, explain no, that. Wait, what was I trying to say? That not all witches are evil? Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause, yeah, because 
explains that not all witches are evil, that we are good witches, not the bad, because, yeah, because Prue is concerned. She's like, I'm a witch now, you give me powers. Where's this coming, power coming from? Is this some demonic power? Is this devil power, you know? Mm-hmm. So she says, just like, no, we're good witches. Um, not all witches of evil, but um, she says that if a witch doesn't follow their code, the Wiccan read, they don't, um, essentially, any harm, none do it, you will. Um, then they become an evil warlock, regardless of gender, uh, which a dark witch... Oh, it says that in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There Ta-da. you go. <laughs> yeah, so this really sets up, I think, the stakes. Like, if we aren't good, we're going to be a warlock, and warlocks in this show are described this way. So I think this is a really important scene. Because mm-hmm. it tells you that warlocks can be uh, either gender, and witches can be either gender, which I, you know, cause, and it was just weird because it contradicts other stuff. Because early on in season one, too, they say, like, uh, it's only passed down to the girl. If my children are girls, they'll be do this. They kind of made it a very feminine thing. But then in the later half of season one, then they have introduced that male witch. So it's like, oh, okay, we're correcting those mistakes a little bit. So Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like there's – if we ever got, like, a good Charmed reboot made by Constance or, like, with her involvement, I think it would push – the boundaries on that more so than it did because i think when the show came out we were more in a time when we needed more woman representation but now that we're in a time where we're looking at more like trans representation and different pocs i feel like the show would go there more yeah right for sure Mm -hmm. jeremy leads piper into an abandoned factory Factory. <laughs> I must go to the factory. A factory. <laughs> Despite her trepidation, Piper follows Jeremy into an old elevator. Jeremy mentions that Piper will want to tell Prue and Phoebe all about what he's going to show her. Piper I didn't tell Phoebe was home. Yeah, right? Yeah, she never told him that. Jeremy pulls a knife on her. Piper still thinks he's joking around. (laughs) Jeremy explains that he's been watching the sisters for a chance to steal their power. He's a collector of powers, you see. Piper freezes him just as he stabs at her. Then calmly stands in the way of the knife, thinking on her next action. Hmm, what should I do? What should I do? I have no idea when this will unfreeze, but I'm going to stand here and it's... (laughs) (laughs) jeremy unfreezes just as she is getting out of the elevator he grabs at her but she escapes yes you did forget to mention his little candle trick though he does like to show his candle fingers off (laughs) it's like serena miss moneybags i got this part from her oh (laughs) i can light candles and and you know whatever the single the time like, I, don't, I don't quadruple I'm like what's the five one but I like cinco the time we're gonna go with that cinco the time five times faster I can light your candles there you go <laughs> I thought this was funny cause like Jeremy at this point has been dating her for was it six months yeah and like if this were me and Piper was like wait I didn't tell you about Phoebe knowing Piper the way he does at this point like she's so gullible i would just be like oh i saw her walking into your house or oh i drove by her and she would have been like okay we're good then yeah right (laughs) (laughs) like oops yeah but he goes (laughs) for the knife right away (laughs) yep (laughs) it's funny because i remember like i think i want to say up our seasons one through three i really did question like why do people like piper so much because as long as prue's there she was always kind of this timid like 
not as interesting witch. But the minute Prue's gone, she turns into a badass. (laughs) I mean, I think Piper was the character that the audience could relate to. Like she was the middle ground. She was like, she was kind of going on this journey with us. Um, and you know, I see, I see it's cool to see her growth for sure. Um, but I've always liked Piper even in the beginning, even if she was a little duller at times, but that's cause she was overshadowed. And I think that's a typical middle child thing. Really, I'm not a middle child, but I feel like that is a typical middle child thing. So it, it's very realistic and relatable to a lot of people. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh oh, twenty. Twenty. Back at the manor, Roger has left an apology message for Prue, which she quickly deletes. <laughs> a new cat has shown up at the house, asking with a asking. I don't even know what I was trying to say there. <laughs> a new asking with is- a this is asking with a hysterical <laughs> pepper. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> We're pretty much there's a cat that came. Th- Phoebe has the cat. She's like, look what I found. It came through. She's like, oh. and Phoebe's like, oh, you must have left a window open, Phoebe. How how negligent of you. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the cat's in there and she's like, oh, where's this cat come from? But then Piper comes in and she's like, you guys, have you, you guys, did you see anything in the book about how to get rid of? And Phoebe's like, a warlock? Yes. Let's go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, Phoebe rushes down with the Book of Shadows and she found a vanquishing spell. Yay! This is the beginning of the Power of Three. Yes! All right. Jeremy runs out of shape through the streets, breathing heavy. Oh, heavy breathing. <laughs> I thought this was such a funny scene. That's why I gave it its own thing. They just randomly showed him, like, ah, 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 ah. That's it. <laughs> you should take the audio clip of that and put it in other. <laughs> other situations. It's like, what is this? Let's see what's happened over here. Open the closet. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I'll get you, you bitch. You know, like, <laughs> like, oh, someone's having a really good time. And they like it. They like it rough. Calling each other bitch. You know, that's they're mm, they're into kinky stuff. <laughs> yeah give it to me i'm your bitch you know yeah so anyway (laughs) scene 22 back at the manor (laughs) the sisters form a power circle they bind a puppet in roses rose thorns and it's it's also fun to note that those are actually the roses that he gave piper earlier in the episode oh yes and tell jeremy to go away forever your, your love will wither and depart from my life and from my heart. Go away, Jeremy, and leave me be forever. Uh, in the streets, Jeremy sprouts thorns. The thorny demon. As the sisters leave the act. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm on the fence. I'm going to get you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Phoebe has a premonition that the spell doesn't work because she has a premonition of... <laughs> of Jeremy, Thorny Demon. And then Prue confronts Jeremy with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, so he's there. Okay. So, yeah, they, they go to run away. They're like, we got to get out of here before he comes. And he's there. Oh. And and Prue's like, Pepper Phoebe, go now. Ah. And then <laughs> she confronts Jeremy with her powers. She tosses him back while Piper and Phoebe run to safety. And he's like, oh, always a tough one. You bitch. Uh, didn't even cry at your mom's funeral. Uh, uh. <laughs> 
You know what's funny though? I don't know if you remember in the I don't know if it's true for this one, but in something Wicca, anytime he had said bitch, it wasn't the actor. It wasn't Wesley. Oh, I remember that because he had like reservations about saying that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they had somebody else like say those lines and dub them in. And so that's why it's, I think that's why those lines are so like out of place and so out there because it's a different person altogether and they really <laughs> emphasize them. So, uh, <laughs> So yeah, it is kind of funny to to note that. Uh but yeah. Uh so Jeremy busts into ooh, bus into the attic <laughs> and forms a fire circle around the sisters. Jeremy turns computer animated and makes win. <laughs> oh, you forgot the funny part that's unique to this episode. He turns into this little snake thing first. Yeah, like the computer animators. I guess he does that before he runs cuz he's still downstairs. Well, no. He 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 uh he the door he he runs upstairs the door explodes. Oh yeah, you know you're right. He is downstairs. That's in the, I think of something like that. The door explodes. Yeah, and this one he just like they're like in there, and then like there's like a little kind of like a wispiness, and then the snake appears with his head on it, which is really creepy looking and weird. Very like, Beetlejuice. It's yeah, very Beetlejuice. You're right. Yeah, it's just odd. Uh, and he still has got his thorny face, and he's got red glowing eyes. Uh, but he's like, I'm a snake. <laughs> and then he, he only does that for like five seconds and then he turns into wind so yeah fire snake wind that's the order and then <laughs> the sisters remember the inscription on the spirit board and repeat the power of three will set us free for like five minutes straight because he's like talking they say it like probably like 50 times i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a lot and then jeremy threatens that they may defeat him but there will be more and explodes so do you notice anything different about this scene no, tell me. Okay, so there are a couple different things. First of all, they do say it for a really long time, but um, Phoebe is the one that gets them all to say the spell. She's like, oh, you yeah. guys, you have to say it. And Prue's like, no, I can't, I'm too scared. you know. And so it's a little different, a little out of character from what we know Prue to be. Uh, so in the Something Wicked, they do change it. That Prue's like, you guys, you got to say it together. Prue's the, Prue's the leader of that one uh, in the Something Wicked. And I think it does make a little bit more sense. Although Phoebe does you know, want to be a witch and stuff. It's, I imagine her to be, you know, a little more scared, at least in this first episode. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a pole in this one. They're all, like, holding onto a pole, which doesn't exist in something Wicca. So that's a little just little set piece noticing difference. Hmm. It's probably yeah. Phoebe's pole. Phoebe's pole. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> As Prue picks up the morning paper, Andy appears in front of the manor. There was a noise complaint. Andy is jealous that him and Prue weren't making the noise. The sisters come out to say hi to Andy. Prue uses her power to close the front door. After they all oh. go inside. <laughs> yes. They have, a, they have different dialogue in here, this last scene. Different, she says different things that aren't what they're supposed to say. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what she says. She says something like, "We're gonna get like our hair." I don't know something super like womanly and, and cliche and superficial. I'm like, Ugh. so I like what they. I like. I like what they change it to in something wicked better. She's like, "What are we gonna do? What can't we do? We're gonna be careful. We're gonna be wise, and we're gonna stick together." That's what they say in the actual episode, which is a lot better line. That's uh, a lot better. Yeah, and so and what else is what's also cool about here too is um, Andy notices cat. He's like, "Hey, that looks familiar." So it's like, oh, familiar. Like, oh. So that's I a good choice of words since the cat is a familiar. 
Yes, that's that's the that's the stick of it. That's the cool part of it. But in the in some of the Wicca, um, Andy notices the cat, but he doesn't say anything about it. So that's a little bit of a difference with this Lame. one too. Lame. I know. See, sometimes I, I wish they took some of the elements of this underpilot and put it just put it in the regular one. Then it would have been a perfect, perfect episode. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Oh, and Prue uses her power with her finger, which is different. Oh yeah, she did Could, put her hand yeah. up. Uh huh. She's like, does her finger thing, which you know we know that she doesn't channel her power with her hands until season one, episode nineteen, out of sight. Yeah. So, and what we know now of this is that the WB picked up the show, but they said, well, we're not using Lori because she left and they put Alyssa in. So basically they took a lot of elements that were already filmed and they just refilmed everything with Alyssa Milano or T.W. King or Dorian Gregory. They flushed out scenes with them and refilmed with them. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you know what's funny, um, cool or cool to note is um, after the second episode aired, because I mean we saw the original pilot October seventh, nineteen ninety eight, and then we had the second episode. After the second episode aired, it became the highest, um, because it was the highest premiere of the WB at the time. Wow! So so after two episodes, they renewed it for a full twenty two episode season, which was completely unheard of at the time. It was a really milestone season one. So. That's crazy. Yeah. The scene I would say I miss the most and appreciate the most out of something with Pharmacy scene. Yep. That yep. scene is so important because it sets up that Prue is mad at her dad. It sets up her like figuring out her powers. Cause I found in the unaired, like she just goes from like, I think I have this power to, oh, I know how to use it. Right. And and it also that scene also gives her a little bit of that closure and that connection and that bondness with Phoebe that, you know, it's, it's it shows that they're, they are kind of finding that common ground. Um, yeah. And that's why it's, an, it's really important. And I think it also sets up like Phoebe is always the emotion of the sisters. So she, it sets up that she knows how to use emotion to her advantage too. Cause that's how she gets Prue to use her power. Yeah. Right. So, Cool. Uh, so what were your overall thoughts? I mean. <laughs> um, overall, I would encourage everybody to watch this episode, but only for science. <laughs> because it does give you like a perspective of what the show might have been. And like, I'm kind of, it's hard. It's always hard with stuff like this because we're so used to Piper or <laughs> Phoebe being Alyssa Milano. So like, but when I watched this, I, I just felt like there wasn't as much chemistry between the sisters. So it makes me wonder how the show would have done without Alyssa. Right. Yeah. 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 But it was interesting. It gives you a clear cut version of like, this is directly from what Constance wanted the show to be without, you know, other writers or people interpreting it. Yeah. And you know, I haven't I didn't get to see this episode for many years. Like not until I got my Big Book of Shadows Deluxe Limited Edition DVD set is the first time I watched it, which was probably like 2006, 2007 when I saw it for the first time. So it, I didn't get to see it for a very long time. Um and you know, it was just a whole new kind of I mean, I was happy because I got to have a bit more inside scoop into the world of charmed, but it also made me appreciate Phoebe and and what we got. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. So yeah, I would encourage everybody check out your DVD set or check out YouTube, watch the show, tell us what you thought. And um, you can expect probably about two bonus episodes per month. Later this month, we'll be doing Centennial Charms. Yes, yes. And it ties into things coming up. So it's like the perfect one to do. I'm very excited. Yay. <laughs> Kevin. What? I have a challenge for. I like your what? That was late. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have a challenge for us. Okay, what's the challenge? I found, I love the title of this. It's perfect for our purposes, too. The Ultimate Witches Quiz. The Ultimate Witches Quiz. Okay. I'm, I'm excited and scared and excited and scared. Uh, happy. Excited. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see how we do. Um, I was looking through some of the questions. I have no idea on some of these, but we'll do our best. And then <laughs> also our patrons, uh, I encourage you to take the test with us. See what you know. Score yourself at the end. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. The word pagan comes from the Latin pagini, which means what? Evil, home dweller, or flying object? I thought it was going to be an Italian sausage, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> what were the options again? <laughs> uh, evil, home dweller, or flying object? I'm going to say home dweller. Yeah, I don't think it's evil because that's kind of just what people think of that's, it. That's counterproductive, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm, we'll do Home Dweller. Correct. The connotations of pagan didn't start off negatively. In fact, the word comes from the Latin word meaning home dweller or country person. Mm-hmm. Wow. I read some books. This- <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> I, I, when in fifth grade, when I was really into Charmed, I would read a bunch of Wicca books just because Charmed got me interested in it. I was curious to see what, what it's all about. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've like dabbled in stuff over the years. Like I've kind of read stuff here and there and read a lot of books about witches, but I haven't delved too far into like the actual history. Yeah, I considered myself Wiccan for a little bit when I was young, but then I'm like, you know, I... I believe a lot of the things they believe, but I'm not into like I'm not devout. I'm not here to follow a religion. So that's why I consider myself more a spiritualist. Like I'm more about the energies yeah. instead of any actual practice. So yeah, we're very eye to eye on that because I'm the same. I just think everything is energy, and however you want to interpret that energy, go for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. During the Salem witch trials in 1692, the two girls who accused women of practicing witchcraft may have suffered from what condition? Epilepsy, Tourette syndrome, or clinical hysteria? Oh, I want to say epilepsy. Okay. I'm thinking, yeah, that one or hysteria. Right. Um, so we agree it's not Tourette's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it's hysteria. Okay, you can pick that one? Okay. Okay. Correct. The two girls who blame their convulsions and painful sensations of being pinched and bitten on witchcraft may have suffered from clinical hysteria. 20 people were executed as a result of their claims. Hmm. Uh-huh. I felt like epilepsy would be more, isn't that more like where Mod- you seizures? Yeah. Okay. All right. Have you heard of the Malleus Maleficarum before? Yes. 
I don't remember what it is, but I do remember hearing it. It was basically the the earliest book written on witches. It kind of went through and said, this is what witches are, and we all need to follow this. Oh. You know how I know that? How do you know that? An AFI song from Black Sails in the Sunset. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So this question is, the Malleus Maleficarum published during the Roman Inquisition established what long-standing stereotype about witches? Witches are predominantly women. Black cats accompany witches. Or witches wear pointy hats. Uh, What happens? Wait, what was the question? Uh, the Malleus Maleficarum oh, published okay. during the Roman Inquisition established what long-standing stereotype about witches? That they're mostly women, that they have cats, or black cats, or they wear pointy hats. I'm going to say the conical hat. Ooh, I think it's the woman one. Okay. Oh, yeah, because they did, they did, they were, they're trying to keep women down, that's right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Kevin, what we are so <laughs> what <laughs> we are so good so far. Henry Kramer and Jacob Springer, the authors of the Malleus Maleficarum, outlined witchcraft as devised by females. They claim that women are by nature more susceptible to the influence of evil spirits. Rude, rude. I know, jerks. How how rude? How rude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stephanie. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, I have no idea on this one. How long did witch hunt trials last in Europe? 50 oh. years, 150 years, or 300 years? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I might just go right in the middle of 150. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer. Is it 300? Yeah. See, I, I wanted to say 300 because that's how – Oh, the Book of Shadows was, but I'm like, I don't know if it was, did it last uh, all the way that time? Because, yeah, because it was, yeah, I'm like, oh, but. It says it know. lasted from the 1450s to the 1750s. Wow. That's crazy. What does a witch's broomstick symbolize? Fertility, death, or protection? Oh. I remember Rob talked about this on Brunch with the Hollowells about, like, it being a sexual thing, so I'm wondering if it's fertility. Right. Well, I know because like they used to put belladonna on the on the brooms, and they would ride them naked and like have hallucinations while they put on the broom. That's why it made them think they were flying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I why not? That's too fertility. Okay. The broomstick connection, which began during the Renaissance, is most closely associated with fertility. Women used brooms to clean the house, and some cultures included broomsticks in rituals to promote fertility and bountiful harvests. Ta-da! Okay, interessant. <laughs> the Wiccan religion, which draws on ancient pagan beliefs and rituals, was created where? United States, Britain, or Ireland? I'm going to say Britain. Okay. Mm. Is it Ireland? Well, I, well, I know because well, I don't know. I know it was uh, UK-ish, but I guess Ireland could count too. Yeah, those are so similar. I'm gonna say Ireland. Celtic. At least the Triquetra is Celtic. 
Wicca, a modern pagan religion that worships the earth and nature, was established in Britain in the 1940s and 50s. (laughs) I talked us out of the right answer. (laughs) I didn't know it was that young, 1940s and 50s. Yeah, that's pretty, it is really young. Yeah. I know. I think. I think Druidism is more of the Celtic thing, but witchcraft is a slightly different. Okay. All right, we have four left. Okay. Why are black cats associated with witches? Ancient Celts sacrificed black cats during Samhain. Old women often kept cats around the home for company. The cat's dark color was connoted with evil during the Inquisition. I'm going to say that one. Yeah, it sounds... seems the most likely. Yeah. In ancient Egypt, cats were originally worshipped as divine, but during the Inquisition, their ominous black fur became associated with witchcraft. Ooh. How interesting. They talk about ancient Egypt right after... How timely that is. I know. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the magic of modern witchcraft is technically referred to as what? Magic, but it's spelled with a, a K. A, a K. Sorcery or hexing? A. Yeah, it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that when we talked about Alistair Crowley on Once Upon a Cold. Yes. They use, they use the K to differentiate it between like magic tricks and like the, the fun practice of it. So that's why they have that in there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Ooh. What is a male witch called? A warlock, a wizard, or a witch? <laughs> which that's the only right answer it better be <laughs> i know this one feels like it depends on what universe you're talking about but it should right. be which yeah all right i'm gonna click it correct mm-hmm. the term the term warlock is actually an insult meaning oath breaker in reference mm-hmm. to people who identified fellow witches during the medieval witch hunts all right last one if Wiccans perform magic intended to harm someone else, what will supposedly happen? The devil will visit them. Their evil magic will return to them threefold, or they'll be banned from the coven. <laughs> B. Yep. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so we are a true expert. We scored eight out of ten. Oh, man, we're good. Oh, Kevin, we scored what? better than 83% of quiz takers. Oh, look at us. Mm. So we, my, uh, we are qualified to do this podcast. <laughs> yes, my witch friends would be so proud. Yeah, and we would have done better had I listened to you. I know, right? <laughs> of course, you, you helped steer me to gooder, better answers, too. So it's Okay, all. that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. I had fun on this. We got to talk about the unearned pilot finally, and we validated ourselves yes. also i wanted to note when i was talking about the witches you know hearing all the words of the witches it's called the witches creed i figured that out so oh, okay it was, it's because there that starts hearing all the words of the witches the secrets we hid in the in the night when dark was our destiny's pathway that we now bring forth into the light is what the witches creed was so nice yeah all right cool then that's everything we have for you today look for centennial charmed later this month mm-hmm And thank you once again. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you later. See us. See us.